Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Sophia Stiles will play her final year of college hoops with a team that won an NCAA tournament game last season. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Stiles, a two-time Montana Gatorade Player of the Year as a high school star from Malta, entered the NCAA transfer portal earlier this month after playing the last five seasons at Montana. The second team All-Big Sky Conference selection announced on her personal Instagram page on Wednesday that she will play her final season at Florida Gulf Coast. The Eagles play in the Atlantic Sun Conference and have enjoyed a good run recently competing in the last five NCAA tournaments. Florida Gulf Coast advanced to the second round of the big dance last year, knocking off 16th-ranked Virginia Tech and finishing with a 30-3 record overall. Last season, Styles averaged 12.1 points and 6.1 rebounds. She was fourth in the Big Sky in assists per game at 4.1 and led the league in assist-to-turnover ratio at 1.9. Missoula Hellgate's Marcus Anderson has been named the Montana Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. Anderson capped his career with the lone goal of an overtime state AA championship game as Hellgate beat Kalispell Glacier 1-0 to finish undefeated and earn a third straight Class AA title. The 5'8", 165-pound midfielder closed his senior campaign with 13 goals and 23 assists. Anderson concluded his high school career by tallying 49 goals and a state record 79 assists. Hellgate's fifth boys soccer Gatorade player of the year has signed with Fort Lewis College. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Maybe watching in SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. You need a way to stream the show on your mobile device, your cell phone, your computer. Go get that new ESPN Montana app. It's up and running. It's uh, pretty darn sweet. Great way to watch and or listen to this show, both live and archived. So just go on your app store and search ESPN MT or ESPN Montana. Either one will get you there. And to get that in your life, it'll be a great way for you 
to follow along with all things Nuanas Now, all things Grizz Hockey, all things Grizz Lacrosse. Got a, a bunch of other fun stuff coming down the pipe as well. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, talk some U.S. Open golf, some NBA finals, some indigenous celebration down there at the uh, Missoula Paddleheads Field, which, by the way, that begins tonight and runs all the way through the weekend. Also heard from our great friend Sean Rainey of SWX Montana Television, talking around the world of sports in Montana. Our senior spotlight continued, Caden Bateman. He is a recent graduate of Missoula Big Sky. He's headed to the Montana Grizzlies to play men's basketball. He was our latest senior spotlight subject, and we also gave you opportunity to win a little six-pack and a sandwich from Warren's Market. You can find everything from today's first hour of the show on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. Time now for a little prep extra. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. You need extra financing for some of your toys this summer. Maybe you got an eye, your eye on uh, a boat or an RV down there at their, uh, our great friends there at Brett's RV and Marine. Farmer State Bank can take care of you. Check them out, farmersebank.com. You can get the application rolling pretty easily. And uh, if you want to have some summer fun, look into a personal loan from Farmers State Bank. In studio with us as we continue our interview series with state champions from the spring sports season, it's Eli Field. He's the head coach of the Frenchtown softball team. And uh, we were talking before we went on air, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Frenchtown remains dominant in softball. They've been dominant ever since I was in high school, ever since I was a little kid, I remember, going to Frenchtown softball games. But, Coach, I know it feels good pretty much every time. So congratulations. Thanks for being here. And uh, awesome run by your young, your young ladies to the Class A State Championship. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the dynamic of Frenchtown softball because you guys have won 12 state championships in the school's history. You yourself, you've won seven as the head coach. So that's the expectation at Frenchtown. <laughs> Yet it's, it's kind of been since 2016 since you guys have won one. So what made this group special? And also, how do you sort of navigate that where you want to have high expectations, right? Sure. But uh, that does come with, you know, certain elements of living up to those expectations. Well, and I guess first off, I mean, you talk community, you talk facility and all, all the things that we kind of have available to us. A summer program that's got eight and nine-year-olds already interested in softball and kind of keeping it in, in the community out there. And I think that's a big deal, obviously. Um, it's funny because we've been, you know, as a coaching staff, we've been, it's been since 2016. It's like, wow, oh boy, a three or four year. Oh, but, uh, you know, I, I guess you talked about keeping the expectation high. I, I mean, we talk about three goals with our program, qualify for state, try to get the best seed. But I think the biggest one is we just try to find a way to be there on the Saturday of that state tournament. And we don't really talk about anything else than, than, than that. And, you know, with a little bit of luck, you kind of find yourself in the position, and, and sometimes you get to take advantage of it, and, and good things happen. So, One of my favorite parts about sports is watching how teams respond from losses, and that's why I <laughs> love the state softball tournament, because you can have a loss, and sometimes yeah. that's actually the thing that ignites you. When you know it's yeah. loser, or, you know, win or go home, it can happen. And you guys lost in this tournament, but then played your way all the way back, and you're in the state championship, but sure. with Billing Central coming into it undefeated. So just tell us about... Just the resilience of well, your girls. Well, and that's the word right there. And, I mean, what a day. I mean, you get up at 7.30 in the morning and, and you're I sitting I mean, first up, game's at 9, first right? First game's at 9 in the morning. Um, you're, you're sitting there. You're, you're at the park at 7.30 getting ready for that game. You know, it means the kids are up at 6.30 eating breakfast. There's a weird silence because everybody's nervous. And uh, But, you know, then you go and you get a 3 nothing lead and you're sitting in the seventh inning with, you know, three outs away and, and all of a sudden Building Central scores four and, and they score four on a on – a, 
you know, we, we made a mistake in the outfield and the poor, poor little right fielder, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's like, no, no, you just got to keep playing until right. they tell you you can't play. And But it does, it speaks to the resilience and then you, you really don't look game to game. You're just, all right, hey, we get to keep playing and, you know, you turn around and play Polson and we're losing that game three to nothing. And, and at that point you're like, oh, well. Dang, but uh, and then all of a sudden, the last couple three innings, you're, you 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 find a way to scratch four across, and before you know it, you're back there in front of Billing Central, and you know that that fourth game we took or that third game we took care of pretty easily, I guess. Right. But seven and, to two, right? And then you get to that point, and it's like, whoa, this is a one game deal, right? And then all of a sudden, and, and it's just nothing that one happened game. before matters, right? And uh, but even in that game, I think we're down four nothing. And and again, you know, I think as a sixth inning grand slam, something like that. They just don't stop playing. You know, the, the girls that we had this year, um, pretty special. And we do, we do. I mean, it's intentional as far as what we talk about with our mentality and resilience and grit and determination and, and all those kinds of things. And, and that's a that's an emphasis. And, and I think uh, I think we saw that play out in that that just that one day. First down softball coach Eli Field in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. Nuana's now part of our prep extra. Frenchtown, the state champions for the 12th time overall, including the seventh time under the leadership of this guy. Coach, it's so interesting, too, sometimes when you have a, a red-hot pitcher that can get you so far in softball, but yours wasn't just red-hot. She was an absolute workhorse. Sadie Smith, I mean, I think I read in the newspaper 438 pitches or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, something like that, and... and uh I mean, she basically pitched complete games for days in a row. <laughs> well, and she was the only pitcher that pitched in the state tournament. That's so unbelievable. If you look at it, yeah, she threw six games in the matter of three days and four on Saturday. And yeah, four on Saturday, twenty-eight yep, innings in yep. one day. But and if you, if you saw Sadie Smith, I think she's five foot three and not very big. And 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 that's part of it is she's not a power pitcher. Um, but credit her. There's a, there's years worth of work going into that weight room and and being in condition and. Just her style of pitching, she was able to get get away with it. And I'll, I'll be honest, sometime in about that third game, she's like, I'm kind of a little dizzy. <laughs> I think I'm just dehydrated. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, Olivia, go get long, go get warm, you know. But uh, then she bounces back and she's, nope, I'm fine. And I don't know if there was a way I could have got her off the off the pitching circle. But, uh, yeah, I mean, amazing. Just, just she kept going and... and there was like three or four versions of her within the day as far as screwball, rise ball, curveball, change up, and just the different approaches that we were taking. And so she really, you know, morphed herself throughout the day. It was it was, it was an impressive performance. Well, it's, sure. it's a great battery you have too, right? Because yeah. Tony Beatty's a great catcher for you too. So when they are mixing it up like that, I mean, is that you putting the trust in their hands? or Do you let them call uh, her? Is there a little <laughs> dugout influence? How do you do uh, that? Well, we, we call every pitch from the dugout. Yeah. Um, but uh, but when a pitcher has that many pitches, that must well, be a great advantage for and, you as a coach. And that's easy. Yeah, exactly. It's a great advantage. But, but you know, and, and I'll give Tony some credit because they're, they're talking to me throughout the game. Sure. They're telling me, hey, the, the curveball's not breaking like it was sure. all right we've got we got to change channels a little bit you know and sometimes they don't have to tell me you can just see when they look you know tony look at me through that catcher's mask and like okay that's not working and you know i got your two assistant coaches on the side like that's not working so but we do we do call pitches but those guys i mean they're almost on the same page they could have done it just as well they they know what's working as well as i do so First time since 2011 that somebody actually came through the loser's bracket to win the state championship. Yeah, and we were on the other end of it the last time. So, <laughs> right. so I've seen it up close twice now. But uh, oh, So from that perspective, because you guys did, you, you got the first of the two championship games against Billing Central, 7-2. to two. Yep. 
did, do you feel like when you're in the position of being the undefeated team that has this other team that's won three or four games coming at you, is that tough? Absolutely. The momentum momentum has changed. I remember, I think we were out in Miles City, maybe. No, I think we were actually in Polson, but uh, and Polson did it to us in 2011. And But it was that, you know, they they actually 10-runned us in that first game, and then you're like, whoa, boy. Whoa, boy. And because they're hot, and you got to re- regroup, and you just went from, oh, we've only got to win one game, and we've got a state title sure. to... Uh, uh-oh. Like like you say, from our perspective, we're like, hey, this is down to a one-game thing. And then from the other perspective, it's the same thing. Like, uh-oh, this is a one-game thing. That that two-game cushion we had just went away. So, yeah, being on both ends of it, uh, I definitely think if, if you can win that first one, it, it does swing your, your way a little bit. And then it's kind of a how does it happen first, who scores first, just weird weird things. It's so interesting how it, it exists in tournament play in all levels of softball, too. I mean, we've seen this in the Big Sky Commerce the last couple of years. This year, Weber State was utterly dominant, and they rolled all the way through and all the way to the league tournament title. But they've won the league several times in a row, and this was their first NCAA tournament trip in a couple because they would always run into that hot team that was like the sixth seed, and then all of a sudden they've won three games in three days, and here they are playing the top seed and uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, and baseball, softball is a funny For game sure. like that. I mean, you just lucky things can happen. I mean, who knows where the ball is going to – I mean, it's just it's just weird like that. So – you know, you you can be having a great season, and that's one of the always the things that creeps into the back of your head. It's like, oh gosh, we've got this opportunity. I hope we can take advantage, and something happens, and all of a sudden your great season goes into a back against the wall. It's just it's just a weird game like that. Frenchtown softball coach Eli Field with us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Uh, how about your opponent though? Because Billings Central's been sort of the class of Class A. I mean, there's always the the same. Uh, familiar names in Class A. Yeah, Polson's so good. Frenchtown's so good. Billing Central's so good. So what did you think of uh, just your opponent? Well, and, you know, they, they'd kind of been down for a couple of years. They mm-hmm. had a hard time rebuilding, and, and Coleman Rockwell's been coaching out there for a lot of years, and uh, he stuck with it, and uh, they're, they're good, and they're young, and so they're going to be there for, like you say, they're going to be a power for a couple more years at least, and... and you know, they they brought out a freshman pitcher in the second game of the of that that series, and we we're like, wow! And they've got young hitters, so they're, they're a very very good program program that's back on the rise. And 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 it is it's it's you know you get to the final day of the state tournament, you do you see Billing Central, Pulse, and Frenchtown, mm-hmm. um, Columbia Falls is starting to really put mm-hmm. things together, and and Laurel. And and those have traditionally been the teams that you see. You know, and Butte Central will will sneak in there every now and then. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good program out there, and they're going to be a, a challenge to deal with for the next few years. You mentioned some of the youth stuff you guys got going on in Frenchtown. Is there a lot of crossover in that too, though? Because we see this uh, this dynasty down in Florence as well. Missoula's had big, good teams from time to time. The ASA teams from Missoula have always been right. phenomenally good. So I mean, do you feel like there's Sort of the fact that it's so competitive in, in this little area of Western Montana. Oh, well, there's no question that uh, I, I mean, like we're we're going to host an ASA tournament tomorrow in right. Frenchtown, and you know I think we got 30 teams coming from mostly this area. Totally from you know 10U all the way up to 16 in high school age, and and so yeah, just the opportunity to play competitive softball in this little region, this you know from, from Polson down to the Bitterroot, and. You know, there, there's just good players. It's a game that's really interested. Obviously, the U of M softball, I think, has really helped that. For just, sure. Just having that that program there is kind of a guiding light for girls to see that at a young age and want to be involved in the game. Um, there's no question that that's helping, helping grow the sport right now in this region. But, uh, yeah, I mean... And I think it shows when you see where do the champions come from and, and, right. and, and things like that. 
It is. It uh, and I've I've covered sports in different areas in the Northwest too. And it does seem like when you have a good little uh, sort of. Uh, youth culture that it does grow outwardly and that if you don't sometimes there's no real chance for it too right, right. and i think and billings is, is for sure heading that direction yeah, too and, yeah. and, and you know if you look at laurel put together a nice little club team and, and that's paid dividends for them and and you know there's opportunities all over billings as well but uh yeah no i mean we're going here frenchtown tomorrow in our summer and then missoula's got a, a great tournament getting hosted here by the montana avalanche next weekend so i mean there's just plenty of opportunities for for kids to be involved in this sport well this this exact team i'm sure you'll be will be one you remember because of that great run on that saturday but what is it about this team i mean what what made this team special what will you remember about it well i mean nine seniors doesn't hurt (laughs) for sure yeah and, and so if you you look at that as a good place to start but then you can track this back a whole bunch of years I, I mean a lot of them played you know they, they happened to be in an age group where my daughter was you know she's two years ahead of them sure but uh, a lot of them played with her so that means that I was involved with them from a pretty young age um, just being around them so I've been around them a long time so you know I've had them for four years in high school but you could add four or five more to that in, in summer ball um, so you know I know them pretty well and uh you know, in a lot of ways, they've grown up around Frenchtown softball. And so um, that that's a pretty special memory just to see them get to go out with a, with a championship and, and say, wow, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of time invested with them. But on top of that, you know, go further than that, you know, look at them in the classroom. I think I've talked a couple times about four valedictorians nice. you know, and then a whole slew of them that are at least three point eights. And wow. so they're they're really good kids. They, they do the right things in the classroom and, and, and they take care of the things that they need to take care of. And, and I think uh, you see that play out on the, on the sports fields too, when, when they're able to really wrap their head around what's going on and, and handle that kind of adversity that, that we saw on that Saturday, that state tournament. What do you got kicking this summer? Obviously some ASA stuff. So yeah, yeah, we got, uh, we got a couple, you know, three or four weeks left of, uh, of summer ball with, uh, which would be our next year's team, you know, kind right. of getting them ready to fill the gap of uh, a lot of graduates. And uh, so we got that for a little bit, and then that kind of ends. And then before you know it, you got fall sports back going at the school, sure. and, and you're right back into it. So, that, 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 you know, I, I, you know, softball kind of dominates my family, and, and, and good or bad, I guess, but, but it does. So, Well, good. Congratulations to you guys. Great job by you. Great things going on out at Frenchtown High School, but particularly on the softball diamond. The Bronx took home the 2022 Class A state championship. Their 12th overall as a school. Their 7th under head coach Eli Field, who's here with us on Nuanas Now. Thanks for doing this, man. This was fun. Yeah, great. I loved it. We will be back to talk some more NBA Finals. Can the Celtics hang on? Can the Golden State Warriors close them out? And we'll hear from Jeff Safford. The Missoula Paddleheads wrap up a homestand tonight. A lot of stuff going on down at the stadium. And we'll give you a, sort of a first part of the season update on Missoula's minor league baseball team. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Sophia Stiles will play her final year of college hoops with a team that won an NCAA tournament game last season. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Stiles, a two-time Montana Gatorade Player of the Year as a high school star from Malta, entered the NCAA transfer portal earlier this month after playing the last five seasons at Montana. The second team All-Big Sky Conference selection announced on her personal Instagram page on Wednesday that she will play her final season at Florida Gulf Coast. The Eagles play in the Atlantic Sun Conference and have enjoyed a good run recently competing in the last five NCAA tournaments. Florida Gulf Coast advanced to the second round of the Big Dance last year, knocking off 16th-ranked Virginia Tech and finishing with a 30-3 record overall. Last season, Styles averaged 12.1 points and 6.1 rebounds. She was fourth in the Big Sky in assists per game at 4.1 and led the league in assist-to-turnover ratio at 1.9. Missoula Hellgate's Marcus Anderson has been named the Montana Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. Anderson capped his career with the lone goal of an overtime state AA championship game as Hellgate beat Kalispell Glacier 1-0 to finish undefeated and earn a third straight Class AA title. The 5'8", 165-pound midfielder closed his senior campaign with 13 goals and 23 assists. Anderson concluded his high school career by tallying 49 goals and a state record 79 assists. Hellgate's fifth boys soccer Gatorade player of the year has signed with Fort Lewis College. The Don Columinati, the seven-day theory. As the, I don't know. Was there ever a run with more mystery and intrigue and just like straight fire than that little run Tupac had in the mid-1990s right before he tragically was murdered? Man, it's just too good. It was so unbelievably captivating as a kid, too. I just couldn't believe it. You want us now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. One-stop shop for all things sports. And uh, from time to time, a little hip-hop as well. Thanks for tuning in. No matter how you're tuning in, uh, apologies for the stream today. We uh, quite literally got some wires crossed. We got them uncrossed. We should be good to roll. Thanks to always, uh, thanks always to all of the people that let us know what's going on. We love knowing that we got loyal listeners. We love knowing if stuff isn't working. Like if you want to listen and if stuff's not working, always tell us. So we got it all fixed up for you. Appreciate you for uh, letting us know. Well, NBA Finals tonight, a couple minutes away, we'll have uh, Jeff Saffer from Missoula Paddleheads coming to us. Live from down there at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. Ton of stuff going on. Ton of stuff to catch up with him about. It's been a couple weeks. He was in our shop, so he was on this show quite a bit. And it's been a busy couple weeks rounding up a bunch of the high school state champions and uh, all-American track stars and all sorts of different things. So we'll hear from Jeff here in just a few minutes. But game five, excuse me, game six of the NBA Finals tonight. Boston Celtics hosting the Golden State Warriors. Celtics are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The game tips at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on ABC Television. And it's hard for me to believe that the Celtics could drop one in Beantown, especially considering the Celtics, especially since the turn of this calendar year, have absolutely been at their best when their backs are against the wall. I think they have something like, 
I think they're winning about 85% of the time in games coming off of a loss. So that, that's an interesting t- statistic. We have said here between myself and Andrew Houghton that we thought this was going seven from the very beginning. And uh, I still think it is. But it would be fascinating. Well, I mean, it would be fascinating. It would be legacy uh, cementing if the um, Warriors were to go into Boston and get a victory tonight. So uh, I think that the Celtics, because of their ability to bounce back when the, the situation gets tough, because of how tough they are as a team and because this game's in Boston, I took Boston on the points tonight. And a lot of times I say it wouldn't surprise me. I had my hedge my bets uh, with my commentary. Uh, but it would surprise me if Golden State won tonight. It, w- it really would. I think this thing's going seven. I think we're going to have a Father's Day game seven, which uh, it's what I'm rooting for. It's what I put my money on. And uh, it's what I think is going to happen. Go now, not necessarily to a phone line, but down there to Ogren Park Allegiance Field. And welcome in our good friend Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. He's also picking up roles as the voice of the Grizz hockey team and the voice of the Grizz lacrosse team, and he's helped us with a ton of different stuff here at Missoula Broadcasting Company as a whole. Jeff, haven't seen you in a little while, my man. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, Coulter. Uh, you know, baseball season's here, so uh, so it gets a little bit busy, so to speak, from now and again, you know, having only two off days, having played today the 20th game this season. So uh, it's been a little bit of a busy schedule, I guess you could say. It certainly has, and it's been a completely different schedule uh, than a year ago. We've been trying to keep pace with all of the uh, different scheduling changes for the Paddleheads, but just take people through it. I mean, where where have you been over the first couple weeks of this season? Well, it's been a lot of games here at home at Allegiance Field, Ogren Park. And part of that has been because of the Glacier Range Riders, the newly added team into the Pioneer League, or one of the new added teams into the Pioneer League this season, the um, Northern Colorado Owls, another new franchise there in the Southern Division. But with the Glacier Range Riders literally finishing up their new ballpark, Flathead Field, their first home game was actually this week against the Billings Mustangs a couple of weeks into the season. So because of that, the league gave the Range Riders a couple of weeks to try to make sure that their ballpark was ready to go, a brand-new ballpark, a multi-million dollar facility, that sort of thing. So they're making sure that the league, that the ballpark was ready, gave them a couple of extra weeks. So because of that, Missoula's had a couple more home games on the front end of their schedule than we normally see. So Missoula's only been to Billings and Great Falls so far and actually will make their first visit to Kalispell this weekend. So that should be fun. What's the general reaction to people around the Pioneer League, people around the organization having a new team? I mean, obviously exciting to have expansion, but what do people think of a, a new town in Montana having minor league base? Well, I think anytime you can introduce a league to a community like Kalispell. I mean, us here in Missoula, Western Montana, we've been, I've been so lucky the last year to learn about the culture of this place and see the beauty and everything else. And Kalispell offers a lot of that as well, obviously with Flathead Lake, you're not too far from Glacier National Park. So, and they've built a brand new ballpark and it's still in the works of being completed right now. 
Like I've heard that some of the things in the clubhouse aren't quite finished yet on the opposing side. So still a few things left to finish. But the final renderings of that ballpark in in Kalispell, it's actually located right in between Whitefish and Kalispell. So it kind of ties in that whole flathead, flathead region, which I think is awesome. And it just gives that community another thing to rally around and I think the Missoula community has certainly embraced the paddleheads and looking back to the Osprey as well since the late 90s so I think it's very exciting. Jeff Safford the voice of the Missoula paddleheads joining us here on Nuanas now ESPN radio maybe you're watching SWX Montana television or maybe you got it on the ESPN Montana app Missoula paddleheads back to defend their Pioneer League championship that they won basically every way you could possibly win the first half of the regular season, the second half of the regular season, and the Pioneer League playoffs. They did that all in their first season under their new moniker and under new ownership. So, Jeff, tell us about just sort of the tone around the team coming into this year. Uh, Certainly a target on the backs of the Paddleheads from around the rest of the Pioneer League given the success that they had last year, uh, all last summer. And I think you've seen that here in the first half of this 2022 season. The overall vibe around the team, definitely a winning culture in the club. A big part of that, obviously, being a lot of returners from a season ago. I mean, you just take a look at the starting lineup tonight. You see familiar names like Cam Thompson, McLean O'Connor, Jason Newman, Brandon Riley, Jared Aikens, all players that were part of that 2021 roster. So you have that kind of, I guess you could call it championship culture, but you're right. They do have a target on their back and the team opposing the Paddleheads tonight, the Great Falls Voyagers. They've played very good against Missoula to this point. They have a 7-4 and four record in 11 games so far. Their offense has been aggressive at times, but as have also this has been something that um, manager Michael Schlack has talked about with me, that Yes, they're aggressive early in the count, but they also have the ability to be patient when it matters and draw a lot of walks. And that's when the Paddleheads have had trouble against this Great Falls Club. A solid offense, so they have some, definitely some competition. The Idaho Falls Chuckers, a team that battled the Paddleheads some last year as well, a team that was 20 games over 500 in 2021, from some familiar faces there as well, and they've been off to a hot start. They lead the North at 15-4 and four coming into tonight. So a big series for Missoula next week. They'll face off with the Chuckers at Melaleuca Field for the first time, and we'll see what happens the rest of the way here in the first half. The Paddleheads got off to a good start, and it's been the building's bustings that have brought the Paddleheads great success, which I know is uh, too much joy and glee around the organization as sort of the Paddleheads' oldest rivals dating back to their Osprey days. But then because of that weird scheduling um, situation, they play the Great Falls Voyagers, Nine games in a row, three in Great Falls, uh, then six more in Missoula, and they lost uh, six out of eight of those games before then beating the Great Falls Voyagers on Sunday, June 5th, and that sparked then a great run for the Battleheads. Only one loss since then. So what was uh, the turning point? I mean, how did they go from uh, sort of struggling through that uh, repeated opponent to then now here they are, uh, having a, a pretty dang good month in the month of June. Uh, sorry there, Coulter. Uh, sounds like uh, part, part of the uh, your question got cut off there. Um, could you uh, repeat yourself there real quick? Sorry about that. 
Oh, sure. I was just talking about when the uh, Great Falls Voyagers had beat the Paddlehead six out of eight games, but then there was the win over Great Falls on Sunday, June 5th. I think it was uh, the uh, the kids' day out there, the, the kids' free Sunday. And then the Paddleheads have been basically right. unbeatable since then. So what, uh, what's what been the turning point here this last month? Well, certainly a few things you can look at, um, what the turning point was. I think the main thing that really turned it around, frankly, was some players that had been injured going into that stretch started coming off the inactive list. The first part of June, late May, Paddleheads just saw the injury bug strike them big time. Touched on a number of returning players from a season ago, but at one point, they had four mainstays on their inactive list. Domingo Pena, the team leader in wins, was on the shelf, along with Jason Newman, two key cogs. Brandon Riley was on the IL, along with McLean O'Connor as well. Then an important new player, a utility infielder, a guy that can play in multiple different positions, come off the bench, give you some important ABs down the stretch. Anders Green also was on the shelf. So when you're missing a lot of key players like that and putting in a lot of players that were young, unproven, rookie-type guys kind of filling in, so to speak, it makes it difficult. And like I've touched on, the Voyagers, a very talented team. They've got some players like Riley Jepsen, who's in the top five and batting average, and also have seen some solid starting pitching from the Voyagers as well. Pablo Aravalo, the starter in tonight's game, is the Pioneer League leader and wins. He's 3-0 and on the season to this point. So you look at that, the injuries were an issue, but now they've gotten some players back healthy, which definitely helps. But I think another big part of it has been the depth of their bullpen. That's really been a big calling card for this paddlehead team. John LaRosa, a hard-throwing right-hander, formerly of the Brewers system, got him on the gun this week around 94, 95 miles an hour. He's been great, along with Cody Thompson, Zach Smith, another guy that's really been outstanding out of that paddlehead bullpen. And looking back to last year, Missoula leaned on, shouldn't say lean, but typically when you go down the stretch of a game, you'd see a combination of Matt Mogione and Mark Simon, two guys that are now in affiliated baseball, Mogione with the Mariners organization and Simon with the Toronto Blue Jays system. Those two guys would kind of appear oftentimes late in the game where now Missoula will run Half a dozen different bullpen arms at you, and each guy gives you something that's a little bit different. So I think that's been a big key to the success as well for the Paddleheads coming down the stretch here in this first half, and hopefully they can keep it rolling the next couple of weeks. Jeff Safford joining us. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. They wrap up a homestand tonight against the Great Falls Voyagers. This will not only be your last chance to see the Paddleheads until they return home on June 24th, about eight days from now. But also, a kickoff of a great celebration down there at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. It's Indigenous Heritage Celebration Weekend. We had Thomas McClure from the All-Nations Health Center in last week, and uh, he gave us the skinny. You can find that on the podcast from last Tuesday. But this is an awesome event that's back for its third annual year and this is going to include a grand entry tonight before the game you're going to have a whole bunch of native american influenced gear you can uh, check out they have a specialty jersey that the paddleheads will be wearing and uh, there's a great silent auction going on down there at the stadium as well and this will kick off a great weekend with the paddleheads on the road which by the way you can hear all of the action 
right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Jeff Safford will be on the call as they make their debut up in the Flathead and then play at Idaho Falls as well. But the Paddleheads are so great about this, uh, letting organizations and nonprofits and, and uh, groups that really mean a lot to this community use their awesome facility down there. And this is a great partnership that's been going on for three years. You have a chance to see a talent show tomorrow night as well as a 5K fun run and walk on Saturday as well. So this is just a great use, and I know that uh, you guys down there at the Missoula Paddleheads, you guys really enjoy uh, this this collaboration, this partnership, and really enjoy helping out All Nations Health Center with their Indigenous Heritage Celebration. Absolutely, and how can you not be excited to support such a great cause, a great organization, and it really is quite exciting. I've got a part, got a chance to be a part of the Indigenous Celebration a season ago, and seeing the powwow on the field before the game with all the, the dancing and the, and the traditional outfits and everything in that sort. It's just special to be able to experience. And, and also, and you're right, the Paddleheads also have done such a great job, not just with the indigenous community, but with other organizations around Missoula as well. Every Tuesday, home game here at the ballpark, a different set of nonprofits are here, and the Paddleheads support each of them, and I think that that's definitely a great thing, and I think it just kind of touches on what makes pro baseball in a community like this special. It really is a Missoula thing. It's not something that's backed by any other interest. It's something that's for the city of Missoula, and I really hope the people of Missoula enjoy it as much as I do. Well, if you want to go check out the game tonight, you certainly should. That grand entry is going to be something to behold. So get there early. First pitch is at 7.05, but all the festivities, as you can hear in the background, as Jeff comes down the, or from the Paddlehead Stadium right now, they're already dancing right now. They got the Kenny Loggins going. There's got all sorts of fun stuff going on down there at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. So want something to do tonight, go enjoy the beautiful weather. Go check out a Missoula Paddleheads game tonight and get the Indigenous Heritage Celebration kicked off. Also, if you want to find out more about the awesome talent, a display that they got going on tomorrow night, you can go to allnations.health. That's www.allnations.health. And you can also get involved in that 5K fun run or walk. It's for all ages. It's not a competitive race. It's just a fun way to get some exercise down there by the river in Missoula. So if you need something to do tonight or this weekend, go on down there, check out the Indigenous Heritage Celebration, and also catch the Missoula Paddleheads in the final game of this homestand against the Great Falls Voyagers. Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us here on Nuanas Now. You can find Jeff's awesome calls as the voice of the Paddleheads each and every night throughout the summer. We have 92 Paddleheads games in just a little bit more than 100 days, and so you'll be hearing Jeff's uh, great commentary throughout the summer each and every night, whether the Paddleheads are home or away. All right, Safford, let's talk about this upcoming road trip then. First of all, a fun dynamic. A uh, little trip up to the Flathead. First of all, have you personally ever been up that way? Ever been to Flathead Lake? I actually haven't been up there myself, so that will be something different for me. I'm definitely looking forward to that and experiencing what the Flathead Valley has to offer. I've been out towards Glacier National Park in that area, but you can't really cluster those two places together. Like I said, it's a new digs out there, Flathead Fields. They're still working on it. The thing that I find interesting about Flathead field, field is that it is actually a turf field. So it is the first turf field in the history of the Pioneer League that's been in action since 1939. 
So that a little bit different, and the players have had to adjust to that as well, having to buy some new cleats to play on the turf. So that should be fun. And the Range Riders, a team that brings in a lot of young players. Graham Howell, a outfielder from Georgia Gwinnett University, a guy to look for. His average has been close to 400 on the season. So a lot of young rookie players on that flathead team that got off to a good start on the season. They started 5-1 and one in their first six games but have had some trouble against the Billings Mustangs last couple of weeks. So it will be interesting to see what they bring against a Paddleheads team because if you're going to get up for anybody, you would think the defending league champion on your home field would be somebody you would try to get up for. And then looking at the Chuckers as well, I would think the Chuckers, they'll be a very tough team to handle on the road because folks may remember it was the Chuckers that played in the one-game playoff to go to the championship series a season ago in this ballpark in Missoula, and the Chuckers just got hammered in that ball game. and they have a number of returners from a season ago, so I'm sure the Chuckers will have revenge on their mind in that series at Melaleuca Field. Paddleheads will have to have their best game, so to speak, to try to stick with the Chuckers, a team that's leading the North right now at 15-4 and overall. Well, right now, as the Paddleheads uh, enter this road tri trip starting tomorrow, they still do have this uh, game, one game left against this talented Great Falls Voyagers team. But they're sitting here at 12-7, and seven, but they've been playing really well since turning the corner with that uh, win a couple Sundays ago. So, uh, Jeff, a two-part question for you. What do you like about what the Paddleheads are doing right now? What do they need to continue? And also, though, what's maybe something that you're looking for for them to clean up a little bit or to improve on that could help them uh, continue to try to get back towards the top of those, uh, these Pioneer League standings? Well, the one thing I would look at that I like that they're doing right now that's been coming along really since that win you mentioned on that Sunday has been the long ball, the home run ball, something that the Paddleheads did so well a season ago. They broke the Pioneer League record for most home runs by a team in a season. They had Zach Almond, league MVP from a season ago, break the Pioneer League record with home runs. So the long ball's been coming around. A big part of that has been the return of Jason Newman. Last night was just otherworldly, hitting two home runs, and then, by the way, came out there and got the save in the top of the ninth inning. I mean, I say it once, I've said it a hundred times, I've never in my life seen a player with a skill set like Jason Newman other than a guy named Shohei that plays for the L.A. Angels. So he's just kind of a freak out there and really is fun to watch. If, if you're a baseball nerd and you want to watch somebody play that will make you raise your eyebrows and say, what is this guy doing? you got to come out and watch Jason Newman because he really is something else to watch night in and night out. So the long ball, the home run ball, the offense, that's been starting to come around the last couple of weeks. And the thing I think that they can try to clean up more than anything is you saw it last night in the top of the eighth inning. The Paddleheads in last night's game against the Voyagers, for the most part, were cruising. They led by as many as seven runs. Their starting pitching was fantastic. Nick Merkel, a young rookie out of Spokane that's been fabulous in his first two starts as a professional. He's 2-0. Pitched six innings. Things were looking good. But then the eighth rolled around, and all of a sudden, you see a blip on the map, see pitchers start to struggle with control. They walked three guys, had a hit batsman. And those type of blip innings, I think, are the things that 
the Paddleheads are going to have to try to avoid. Those crooked number innings where seemingly everything goes wrong in a specific inning, if that makes sense. Just try to limit damage in innings when the other team tries to push you a little bit. Just try to avoid those big crippling innings that are just impossible to come back from. He's Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. You can find his call almost every evening of this summer, including tonight also the kickoff of the Indigenous Heritage Celebration down there at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. A grand entry before first pitch tonight and uh, then an awesome baseball game and all sorts of fun stuff throughout the weekend. Go check out allnations.health for more information on the Indigenous Heritage Celebration and keep it tuned right here to ESPN Radio throughout the entire summer to hear updates on the Missoula Paddleheads here on Nuanas Now and to hear this guy's great calls each and every evening here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Jeff, thanks for being here, man. Have fun tonight. Good luck on the road. Can't wait to recap with you about Flathead Lake and everything else, but thanks so much for taking some time. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Coulter. And, uh, hey, along with the Indigenous celebration, it's also Thirsty Thursday here at the yard tonight, so maybe you can come down and grab a cold one or two. Gotta love it. Beer and baseball, nothing better. Jeff Safford, Missoula Paddleheads. One last thought on the NBA Finals. Plus, what's going down tomorrow? Get you all set up. Keep it right here. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm feeling all sorts of just 90s gangster rap today. Man, one of the low-key hardest albums ever. West Side Connection's debut album. Unbelievable. Stories of the Streets. It's educational, if nothing else. New on is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for kicking with us here on your Thursday Tomorrow, taking the show on the road again. Going just a few minutes up Evero Hill to hang out at Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Very excited for that. Our great friend, Rajim Seabrook, will be kicking it with us. We also have a great uh, chick who doesn't know sports that I recorded with our great friend Carolyn this morning. And we'll have more Shrine Game coverage, the East West Shrine Game, 7 p.m. from Great Falls, Montana on Saturday night. We'll have one of the quarterbacks from the West, Tyson Rostad, Hamilton High School. Uh, he'll join us tomorrow as well. And uh, we'll also have some talk about the Montana-Wyoming All-Star Series uh, that returns in both Sheridan, Wyoming tomorrow night and then in Lockwood, Montana on Saturday as well. So that'll be fun, uh, too. If you missed anything in today's show, fun show to be sure. We talked some NBA playoffs. We talked some U.S. Open golf. Our great friend Sean Rainey 
swung by to talk all the way around the wide world of sports of SWX Montana Television. Heard from Caden Bateman as part of our senior spotlight. He is a Missoula Big Sky grad who's headed to the University of Montana to play men's basketball. And uh, we also had Eli Field in studio. He's the head coach of the Frenchtown softball team, recently anointed Class A champions. And we heard from Jeff Safford of the Missoula Paddleheads. It's all available on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the Advocates and Sportsbet Montana. We'll be back at it from Gray Wolf Peak tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a great Thursday evening and be good. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.